Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 509 for the 24th of Nisan in a regular year. We are beginning a new chapter today, chapter 42 of Likutei Amarim. And before we begin, I want to ask you guys the question which I titled today's episode with. Namely, what do you know? So that might seem kind of like a really broad question. What do you know? I mean, you probably know many things and that can be really taken in many different directions. You maybe know how to speak certain languages. You maybe know how to walk. You maybe know how to ride a bike, (laughs) ice skate, things like that. So that is a certain type of knowledge, right? And that's a type of knowledge that's like more like a ability kind of knowledge. Then there's a second type of knowledge, which is more informational kind of knowledge. And interestingly, in a lot of languages, these two types of knowledges actually have different words for them. So for example, in Yiddish, this is just kind of like a side note, if we want to say that we have the ability to do something, like I know how to ride a bike or something like that, the word is ken, kuf ein nun. Versus if you want to say that you know something, like you know how you know a certain amount of knowledge, the word would actually be vase. So for the purposes of our class today, we're actually going to be talking about this latter category of knowledge, this category of knowledge that is more informational in scope and talking about this idea of knowledge, of knowing information. So once again, I will propose that question, what do you know? So once again, it's still pretty broad, even though we kind of took out half of the equation, you might say, well, I know all the capitals in United States. I know my mother's name. I know my name. I know who the president of the United States is. I know that there is a war going on right now between Russia and Ukraine. So this is more factual kind of information. However, what is interesting to me is that other than Yiddish, when we look at English or even when we look at Hebrew, the word for know when we talk about ability versus when we talk about information are the same words. So in Hebrew, if it's so, so in English, if you say, I know how to ride a bike, we still use the same word no. And in Hebrew as well, the same word that you would use when you say that I know the name of the, the president of the United States. So in Hebrew, that would be is the same word for I know how to ride a bicycle. Again, that word So once again, there is there does seem to be some kind of interesting connection. We know that Hebrew is a very deep language and nothing is um, 
by accident. It's a very holy language and, and the words in Hebrew are very, very specific for a reason. So I haven't read this anywhere. If somebody has a source for this, please let me know. But it's my own understanding is I think today's Tanya is actually going to be hinting at why this is, why this word knowledge and ability really do kind of have the same there's there's no separate word for it in Hebrew, while there might be a separate word for it in different languages. And the reason why, and this is what my proposition is, but based on what I learned in today's Tanya and in Hasidus in general, is that true knowledge, when we use that word dot, das in Hebrew or, or dot, it's it's not to be taken lightly. It's not just something like um, in a haphazard way, like uh, how many countries are there in the world? How uh, who is the queen of England? Like these kind of like, just like random knowledge information, but true knowledge in a true sense, if you really, really know something, it actually should, according to Hasidus, seep into your entire being. And you should feel an intimate connection with this thing, which is why, interestingly enough, and we'll talk about this in the Tanya today as well. The word das actually does allude, it's used as a euphemism for physical intimacy between a man and a woman. We see this for the first time in Chumash in the Bible, when it talks about Adam and Chava, Adam and Adam and Eve, that they had this intimate, when they were intimate with one another, it says that Adam yada et Chava, he knew Eve. So there's something about this word das, something about knowledge that is meant to be very, very intimate. So why am I bringing this all up? Because this is the subject of today's Tanya, namely how it is incumbent upon every single one of us to really cultivate this knowledge of God, and to really develop this level of intimacy with God, level of connection with God, where it's not just an intellectual understanding of God, but rather it's something very, very intimate. We know it deeply the same way that once you know how to ride a bicycle, you never forget it because it's inside of you. That same type of knowledge is the knowledge that we're supposed to cultivate when it comes to God. And we'll learn about how this level of knowledge is really a prerequisite for coming to this level of fear of God, the lower level of fear, which we already spoke about a little bit in previous episodes, and how this this knowledge, this level of knowledge that we want to gain is the gateway to developing this level of fear. And how the way, and then the question comes up, how is it that we can develop this level of knowledge? Like who, you know, just like you can't randomly ride a bicycle if you've never done so before. You can't do a handstand if you've never done it before. Where do you start? All of these things, you need a teacher. You need somebody who's going to guide you. So, so too, with this knowledge of God, we need a teacher. More than a teacher, we actually need what the Tanya calls a shepherd. And the shepherd, in our case, who gives us over and who nourishes us with this knowledge of God is Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu, even though he lived many, many years ago, because he was a collective soul, uh, throughout every first of all every single one of us has a spark of Moshe inside of us and in every generation these sparks of Moshe get get seeped into they are vested and infused within the leaders the wise people of our generation so let's get into the text and I think we can understand this a little bit more as we go through the text and then I'll bring it back and talk more about bring it back to this introduction about knowledge and uh, ability and really having knowledge be on this really intimate level. So here, the Altarabbat is going back and he brings up what it is that was spoken about earlier about this idea of how we all need to cultivate at the 
base level, like the base level for servants of God, and you can go back and listen to previous episodes on this, is to cultivate a level of lower fear. Very, very baseline lower fear. Fear of going against the will of God, basically. Really feeling a sense of fear of not wanting, of being afraid of doing something that's against God's will. And so now the ultrapist says we're going to try to really understand this. And through understanding what we mean by developing this this level of lower fear of yuratata, it's called in Hebrew, we will be able to understand that which it is written in the Gemara about the verse, which comes from, from Dvarim chapter 10, verse 12. Where it says, "Ve'ata Israel ma Hashem elokecha shuel mimcha kiim lirat Hashem elokecha." So that translates to mean, "And now, Israel, what does God demand of you? But to fear Him." So the only, basically, what uh, what what Dvarim, what the what the Bible teaches us is that the only thing God is asking of us, it's as kind of like making light of it. Like God is not asking that much of us. All He's asking of us is to fear Him. But then the Gemara. In Brachos, page 33b, asks a very obvious question on this. So, okay, that sounds like very nice and all. Like, the only thing, small thing God's asking of you, not much, just to fear him. And then the uh, the Gemara is saying, really? Is that such a small thing? Is fearing God such a small thing? And then the Gemara answers, and he says, actually, well, in the case of Moshe Rabbeinu, yes, it is a very small thing. And so now the altar is going to take off from here, and he's going to say, Seemingly, this answer doesn't really answer the question because, okay, that's great that for Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not a small thing to to fear God because Moshe Rabbeinu was naturally a very God-fearing kind of person and he was a very holy man, as we all know. How does this apply to us exactly? Like we are not, how could we even dare to compare ourselves to Moshe Rabbeinu? And so then the altar explains this and he says, so the idea is that every single soul, every single Jewish person has an aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu within them. Why and how is this the case? Because Moshe Rabbeinu comes from what are called the seven shepherds that draw down vitality and godliness to the collectivity of the souls of the Jewish people, which is what, which is why it is that they are called shepherds. So this idea of seven shepherds, this is an idea that is actually brought in the Gemara and Masechet Sukkah, uh, page 52b and just for informational purposes the seven shepherds are Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef and David the king King David so those are the seven shepherds so we saw that listed among them was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is one of those seven sh- shepherds and why do we specifically single out Moshe Rabbeinu because Moshe Rabbeinu is the collectivity of all of them and he is what is called the Rea Mehemna it's called in Yiddish which literally means the faithful shepherd meaning to say so what do we mean by the fact that he's called the faithful shepherd because he draws down the aspect of Das this aspect of knowledge that we've been calling it so again this is where the Hebrew translations into English uh, are kind of lacking because the word knowledge and the word Das it's, it, it can't really encapsulate the depth of what this idea means in Chassidus and elsewhere. But so basically, just to understand this, so basically, so Moshe Rabbeinu is drawing down this aspect of Das, this aspect of knowledge into the collectivity of the Jews for them to be able to know God, each one according to the ability of understanding of their soul and its source above and where it suckles from, from the source of Moshe, of Moshe Rabbeinu's soul, which is sourced in supernal das. 
which is in the yud spheres of Attilus, the 10 spheres of Attilus that are totally united with their emanator, wherein which him and his knowledge are one. And he is the knowledge, he's the knower, and he's the known, as we talked about. So there's a long sentence there. So just to break that down. So basically, so Moshe Rabbeinu, his soul is sourced in the supernal das, the supernal das. So what, whenever we say the supernal aspect of something, what does that mean? That is, we're talking about the world of Attilus, this this highest level of worlds that we talked about. This is the world of emanation, which the 10 attributes that are within there, which das is one of those 10 attributes, are totally united with their emanator. Like there's no separation between the two things. And so when we specifically talk about Das in this case, then we can really understand this because we've talked about this before, that God is the knowledge, he's the knower, and he's the known. So there really is no separation between his aspect of Das and him. So when we say that Moshe Rabbeinu, this is where he's sourced from, he's sourced from this Das in God, this is a very, very high level, right? This is a level of God, which is totally united with him. And so now every single Jewish person... takes our nourishment like we suckle from the source of Moshe Rabbeinu in accordance with the level of our soul. So this is Moshe Rabbeinu literally provides us with our sustenance in this way. And not only this, says the Altar Rebbe, but in every single generation, then different sparks from the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu come down here and become vested in the body and the soul of the wise people of the generation, which are called the Ene Ha'ida, the eyes of the congregation, in order to teach this das to the nation and for them to be able to know the greatness of God and to be able to serve him with their heart and soul, because the service of the heart is in accordance with Da. So here the Altar Rebbe is teaching us something which we spoke about previously, if you remember earlier on in Tanya, this idea that why Das is so essential, why this knowledge is so essential, because it is the connector to the emotions. So in order for us to be able to serve God with heart and soul, we need to ha- cultivate this level of Das. And then here to support this, the Altar Rebbe brings a citation here, and this is taken from Divrei Hayam in chapter 28, verse 9, where it says, which literally means, know the God of your father and serve him with all your heart and with a longing soul. So meaning to say, this is teaching us that in order to serve God with our full heart and with our soul and with a yearning soul, we need to be able to have this level of knowledge. We must know the God of our fathers. And now here the altar brings another citation, this time from Yermiahu chapter 31, verse 33, where it says, which literally means that each fellow will no longer teach his neighbor that they should say, know God, because everybody will already know God. So meaning to say that in the future, we won't need a teacher in order to teach us these things. Like the knowledge of God will be obvious. It will be just like um, everybody knows how to walk at a certain age, pretty much, more or less. Uh, So too will everybody know God. But nowadays, we're not at that level. So nowadays, we definitely do need a teacher for this. So... Now, the Altar Rebbe will go a little bit more into depth about what is knowledge about. And this goes back to what we were talking about in the introduction, how knowledge is not just like true knowledge does, is not just some kind of like intellectual abstract understanding. So the main aspect of knowledge is not just the knowledge itself, that they will know the greatness of God from books and from different um, 
authors and things like that. But rather the main thing is to really deepen one's knowledge and the greatness of God. So deepen our ability to know like this dust that we have, this, this capacity for knowledge that we have and to really implant one's thoughts in God with great strength and with intensity of the heart and of the mind until the point that there are Thoughts are totally connected to God with a very intense and strong connection as if it would be connected to something physical that you one sees through the eye through with their flesh and blood eyes and one is deepening in this through their in their thoughts as is known that das the idea of das is the uh, lashon it comes from the same etymological place as the word for his kashras the word for connection as it says in scripture, as I mentioned before. So this idea that when it talks about in scripture that Adam knew Eve, it, this is a euphemism for the fact that they were intimate with one another. So that's the end of this section. So again, to sum this up is basically what the ultra is teaching us here is that what we really need is we, we've already learned that we're supposed to cultivate a sense of fear of God, at least the level of baseline, lower level fear. How do we do that? We need to have this level of knowledge. We need to develop a sense of what Nassim Taleb would call skin in the game. So maybe I'll do another episode at some point um, talking about the idea of skin in the game and what that means exactly. But the basic idea is that it's not enough to just like know something intellectually on this like abstract level, but you need to really feel a sense of personal connection with whatever it is that you're learning and though and whatever it is that you know to the point of where it really seeps into your entire body and it's a visceral kind of feeling. And the way that we can really get this kind of knowledge because it really is very far from our abilities seemingly and how is it that this is something that's expected of all of us like it seems like something really 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 far-fetched is because we have Moshe Rabbeinu as our shepherd and Moshe Rabbeinu is he comes from this level of knowledge in the supernal worlds his his source the source of his soul is in the level of the supernal das, which is found in the world of Atsilos, which is totally directly connected to God and is united with God completely. And each one of us has suckles our life force from a certain level of Moshe Rabbeinu, thereby each one of us has an aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu within us. And not only that, the ultra taught us, but in every single generation, the sparks of Moshe Rabbeinu come down here and are invested within the souls and within the bodies of the leaders of the generation, the wise people of the generation. So when we attach ourselves to these Torah scholars, to these wise leaders, this is another way that we can connect to this level of Das that's within us. And we're really, really, really called upon to try to develop this level of knowledge and connection with God that's not abstract again. That's not just like some intellectual pursuit, but that's really, really visceral. And that's something that we can really feel um, within ourselves. And so bringing it back to the question that we asked in the beginning of and what I titled the episode with, namely, what do you know? The real test of what you know is do you feel it viscerally inside of your bones? And if you if you don't feel it viscerally inside of your bones, it means it's, we can't call it true knowledge because true knowledge is something that's an experiential feeling that gives you a visceral connection to the thing that you know. So that's it for today. And we'll continue along these lines tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. 
If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.